the Holy Spirit, one God, and me. For 20 years, I go every uh, Wednesday to the church and think about why this character, Judas, specifically, always hated by the church. For 20 years, I was asking when I converted to Christianity, why this specific character in the Bible, people look at him with this uh, disrespect. For 20 years, I was asking why we don't uh, have the same feelings towards Pilate or towards Herod or towards even the Jews that to put the Lord on the cross and the cross. For 20 years, I was looking for Judith as a disciple, as a person, the Lord trusted him, the Lord believed in him, the Lord put him with the twelve as equal Peter and even Paul. If uh, back then, when, when the Lord lived in the flesh, if we, they have a, a social media or like a trend, today there will be the trend as Mary anoints and Judas betrays. And I was asking myself, every Wednesday for 20 years when we look to this story, we think about how Mary grateful and how Mary like always we praise Mary for what she did. And we look to Judas as if he's a criminal, betrayal, and we judge him over and over and over. Um, today I'm just a point about Judas for few things. Uh, I've already spoke about it. Uh, also, one of the things that if we look to the even today, we're going to see that the Lord, the Lord spends the day in Bethany. He left the temple on Tuesday, evening with no intent to, of coming back to Jerusalem. But both Matthew and Mark tell us about the jar and the betrayal of Judas, the Iscariot, including his argument with the chief priest on the price he would get. And when I was looking to the fathers to see what the fathers always speak about this specific topic, I found that it's rare for the fathers speaks about this event, Judas the Iscariot, when he go and have this discussion. I think the only people who spoke from our church about him is uh, origin of Alexandria and Father Matthew the Poor in his book, um, um, Hour by Hour, uh, from his passion to the crucifixion. And today I am uh, I'm asking myself and I'm asking every one of you guys to think about three questions about this Judas. The first question is, was Judas from the very beginning in his life, even from the moment he became one of the twelve disciples, a sinful man, when the Lord picked him and pointed out for him and brought him to be a disciple. In this moment, when the Lord picked him, he was a sinful man. The second question we're going to ask, does Judas was incapable of salvation according to his nature? Did what, what if he repented after what he did with the Lord? Did he deserve to get the salvation, like Peter or like Thomas? And the third question, 
Does really that disciples notice and look at, jo at jo Judas as um, a criminal? Did, did they realize that from day number one? Because sometimes when we read the Gospels, we forgot that this Gospel written after the events. After they experienced the, the incident and they have this interpretation. The question is, when Judas lived with them for three years and three months, eating, drinking, serving, raising, like casting demons, doing miracles like any one of them, did the apostles, St. Peter, St. John, St. Jacob, did they saw that he's gonna be this? He was have this. Um, he was like a thief, or like did they notice they caught him? Did they? This is where it's tricky for me when I saw Origen trying to defend the morals of Judas till he did his action. And I think it's very important to understand that even Father Matthew the Poor, when he speaks about that, he said that Judas did this action not just because he was looking for the money. He was doing that because this rabbi, this teacher, this Christ, this Messiah, came and entered to Jerusalem as if he's the Messiah for them. And he started doing an actions for um, a real Jewish person cannot be accepted. After he went to Jerusalem, why in this holy and intense week in Jerusalem, he went to Bethany to a Gentile's uh, um, land or like a Gentile's town and not just that. Where did he sit? In which house? He went for Simon the Leper. So this guy, from Judas' perspective, this guy is not just breaking the laws and breaking the rules. It's not just about the money. He's breaking everything. He grew up in this. Few days before this incident, he said, I'm gonna, I can demolish the temple in three days. And even the seventies lift the Lord Jesus Christ and the only people who stayed with him were the twelve. And there is one person believed in Jesus back then, was Peter, when he told him, we can't go and leave. I think one of the biggest challenges in this holy night, when we look to the Passion, that we don't remember that when the Lord, that this amazing lady came and threw this or break this aroma and this, and this oil on the head of the Lord, we forgot that the 10 apostles or the 11 apostles was indignant, not just Jews. All of them, they were judging the Lord because the Holy Spirit wasn't upon them yet. They didn't understand what the Lord is doing. He was trying to take them from, uh, from a, a level that they need to take them either from the earthly Messiah to another, another Messiah. But Judas, like all of us, couldn't accept that. Couldn't understand what the Lord want of, of, of him to go before the Passover, two days before the Passover, to go to a Gentile town with someone unclean to sit with him. And as we know from the Jewish tradition, that you need to be clean at least for 40 days. This is why the Gospel said 
in Mark and in Matthew that the Lord, that this is why the main reason for Judas went to the high priest and the high archangel telling them like, I can't do that anymore. When you look and you compare Mark and Matthew, you're going to find that the question was different. First of all, he handed them over. Like when you go to the Greek word, he didn't betray them. When, when you go to the Greek word, he's handing them over. And when you look to the language, the, to the original language, this term in the Greek word used with the glass stuff. When something fragile, you use this term, hand over. So even Judas, when he was going to the high priest to put Jesus on trial, he thought that they're going to convert him about this teaching and he's going to have a fair trial. This is why he went back to them and gave them the money. How many times in our lives we did that? How many times in our lives we judged others or we even we judged the church or we judged the Lord himself? How many times we was attached to stuff and we said like, this is too much. This is too much. I can't give that much to the Lord. I think we have a lot of similarities between us and Judas in many, many, many ways. And I'm going to just quote from Father Matthew, the poor, um, a small thing when he was speaking about uh, Jesus and his relationship with, the, with, with Judas. He's saying, he could not have lived with them doing evil and stealing ants without its being known at least to some extent. Origin cannot believe that Judas was a thief from the very moment they gave him the money back. He was worthy to receive confidence. They trusted him. Not only the disciples, but Christ also had faith in him. Origin demonstrates this in relating on Psalm 40.10 to the relationship between Jesus and Judas. The betrayer once was a man of peace. And Christ had hoped very much for him. He had put all hope in him, as in good apostle. And the discipleship of Judas was not hypocritical. He did believe in Jesus honestly, genuinely. The conception of the twelve disciples who, so to speak, only participated in activities or to others is really untouched by the preaching of the acting of Christ. No one of the disciples believed that Judas can deliver Christ. They were looking at each other and no one knows back then who is going to deliver Christ. But Judas did a very uh, uh, common thing he does sometimes. He was thinking in his mind, not in his heart. He witnessed, not just he witnessed, he performed miracles. But from his perspective that he couldn't understand the whole picture. And that's, that's unfortunately in these days, a lot of us, we put ourselves in this situation. When we couldn't understand, when we can't understand God's will, God's plan, or God's words, we start to think like Judas. I'm not here to judge Judas, because I'm Judas. There is a, 
A guy said something very interesting. He said, he said, releasing Barabbas, Barabbas from the, the, the jail didn't make any sense unless when you realize that Barabbas is me. I think sometimes we don't understand that the Lord, when he picked Judas, he picked him and he believed in him. And Judas, as any one of us, fell in the sin. I believe if Judas did what St. Peter did and repented, I think his situation was going to change a lot in the history and in the Bible. But he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't handle the pain. I'm not how we do stuff like Judas. And the glory for God for them.